Well, we're consistently inconsistent. Right. I wish somebody loved me as much as you love Fruit Punch. Can I edit funk. my list? <laughs> I had a salad yesterday. It was good. That's good. Where from? Proud of you, Chad. Uh, from uh, Brew House. It's cool that after, you know, six years or whatever that you guys stuck it out, you know, you really cared about the name that much. I got to tell you, here at Sonder, what we would have done. <laughs> Feels like NASA's going to have a problem with this. Uh, let's pick a new name. One of my favorite things you've ever said, Danny, is that Friday is a feeling. Yep. I lo- it's like vacation I is get a feeling. Patted on me. If you're worried about the dirt and the grime, the germs, whatever it may be on the outside of your lime, Stay home, man. All right, Danny, we got a packed house. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited as well. I'm a little intimidated. I'm uh, surrounded by uh, a lot of powerful women. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really sure how to handle it, if I'm honest. Um, but we are going to talk today. So it's International Women's Month. Um, and we have a lot of... Um, strong and empowering women that are here at Sonder. Um, but in the spirit of International Women's Month, uh, Macy, I believe it was your idea to gather some of the, the women that are a part of Sonder and a part of what makes Sonder such a special place. So we wanted to gather here. We've got um, basically a round table of um, obviously Danny and myself, and then we've got Macy, Jen, Jess, Maggie and Helena, all of you have been on the podcast before, so um, should not be new voices to our listeners. Um, but let's just, for those that may be new, new listeners, let's just kind of jump in here and talk a little bit about what each of you do here at Sonder. Um, Helena, we'll start with you since you're right here to my left. So you can uh, talk a little bit about what you do here um, and just a little bit more about, about your, your role here at Sonder. Yeah. You could swing the mic okay. if you want there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Uh, yeah, um, I am the laboratory technician here. I work downstairs alongside production. Um, I also do pack teching on the can line. My main goals and tasks throughout the week is gathering water samples and ward samples from our fermentation tanks and hot and cold water tanks and monitoring to see if there's any pops or any contaminations and whatnot and keeping things updated and clean. So, pretty important role. Yeah. <laughs> I think if there's a role at Sonder I'm the least qualified for, it might be Helena's. <laughs> I, like, don't know a single thing about anything that she does. Yeah. Uh, I might second that, actually. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's what I'm going with. If I had to pick a role that I'm the least qualified for, I did, I did really bad in chemistry in high school. Oh, yeah. I did, too. I mean, trust me, I was shocked. When I, was <laughs> I was like, oh, I made it. <laughs> I don't know what he did, but I made it. <laughs> Uh, but you're excelling at it. You're doing yeah. a great job. Um, Despite that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Much to your own surprise, uh, doing fantastic. Um, and, and in a lot of ways, kind of the last line of defense, right? Yeah. Um, before our product is hitting package and then going out to our consumers. So um, while, while very unqualified, Danny, you and I, um, incredibly important and pivotal uh, to the company, which also might be why we're underqualified because I, I mean, kudos to you. I mean, I, I certainly, I wouldn't, I don't think I would, uh, I would be very good at that. Nope. I, just, um, and, and, uh, you mentioned this as well, but also a part of the packaging team, mm-hmm. um, and the brewing team just in general, 
um, doing more than just the lab stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, quality, you know, trickles over into, you know, the canning and the packaging process as well. Because, I mean, that is our final product. People are going to be drinking that. So, I mean, even as we work on the canning line, I'm always looking for dents or we have a popped can. And I'm like, I show it to Jeff or Matt. And I'm like, hey, something's not right. We got to do a quick check real quick and stuff. So. Which never happens on our canning line, right? No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and you've been, so, for a little while, part-time while you were finishing school. Yeah. Um, and now full-time. How long have you been actually working, beginning with your part-time so I want to say I'm almost at two years Um, end of July I'll be here officially at two years that's crazy Mm -hmm. I I remember when Chase and I first talked to you outside in the beer garden that Mm -hmm. does not feel like that was two years ago no it really doesn't it's crazy (laughs) Um, in some ways um, much like this whole place as I'm staring over here at Jen in some ways it feels like we've been around for a decade in other ways it just feels like it was yesterday Mm -hmm. which is crazy um, all right, Maggie, let's get to you. So um, I'll let you you go here. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Are you I'm, sure? I'm actually curious to see how you would explain okay. what you – And then I what want would you, you to say explain. you do here? Um, I would say HR and accounting director, all of the fun stuff with people, problems, and money. You get to have all the tough conversations, right? Yeah, I love tough conversations. I actually do. I don't mind them. <laughs> Got used yeah, to them over the years. People hate tough conversations, and Maggie's like, ooh, ooh, let me do it for you. <laughs> I, I really do. Like, I'll guide you through it. I'll be there, but. And we're at, uh, you were at a year in September? September, yeah. Yeah, so, a year, well, geez, almost a year and a half now, mm-hmm. I guess, at this point, which is also crazy. Yep. Um, so, the money, the HR... Um, all the fun things, yes. uh, but involved in just about everything, yeah. honestly, um, short of, you know, doing the day-to-day roles yeah. of, of the different pieces of our company, you're involved in almost all of it. So it's really interesting. You know, you, you get a, an interesting perspective, I would say, um, you might use a word different than interesting, but you get a little bit of everything within yeah. the company, which is. Really cool, and I could imagine also very overwhelming at times. Uh, extremely overwhelming, but it's because there's so many moving parts and so many different aspects of things. And obviously, this is my first brewery role, so getting to know a lot of the brewery ins and outs of things was difficult for me. Getting the hang of it. I couldn't do Helena's job either. <laughs> <laughs> Raise your hand if you couldn't do Helena's job. <laughs> for people watching, it was all of us. <laughs> it's all of the hands. Um, uh, and we've talked about this, Maggie, recently, but I think uh, one of the things that we continue to get better at, but I think you have a um, – bless you, Chase. Our live uh, studio audience. Is <laughs> um, you get an interesting perspective on the fact that, that we are rapidly growing mm-hmm. and we still toe the line sometimes between uh, lean startup company yep. uh, where we need to be a lot but also that larger corporation of where we feel that we're headed as well. And so there's a little bit of a gap there still because we're kind of in the middle right now. Yeah. Um, and I would imagine, I know, but, but don't want to speak for you, yeah. that that often um, can cause a, a little bit of, um, I would say, it, it probably, I would imagine, is tough to wrap your mind around yeah. everything all at once just given the nature of being human resources as a single person mm-hmm. for a company that has 40 employees. Yeah. Just 
being able to direct and try to figure out how to think on a larger scale, knowing that we will be there eventually. That's kind of my mindset. Like I know we're still small. I know we're still on that lean atmosphere, but my mind is we will be bigger. We should go ahead and just do it now, change it now, figure it out now. And that way it'll be easier when we are bigger. Yeah. Yeah. That's been my experience working with you as well is that, you know, you, you do typically think about, you know, Hey, we're going to eventually get to X number of employees. And then a year later, it'll be an X number amount. Like, we're, you're already thinking at that level, and it's where we need to be, and it's just setting us up for the long run, which can be daunting at times, yeah. but it's a good stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you do, and, and that's why you, uh, like everyone at this table, are a great fit culturally for the company. Um, talk a little bit about what it's like being in a human resources role um, at a place in which produces alcoholic beverages and are often consumed. So <laughs> it was a different atmosphere to come into, obviously. Um, changing my mindset on a lot of policies and rules. I think when I first started, I was like, do you guys do like drug testing or anything? You all <laughs> laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know these things. Yeah. So it's definitely, it was, it didn't take a long time to kind of, piece together things I need to do. I just needed to pivot a little bit on how to approach certain situations. Yeah. I mean, and Danny and I have talked about this on the podcast uh, many times, but it's, you know, we work really hard and I think Mm -hmm. that often gets discredited, right? Like, Oh, you guys just work at a brewery. You probably drink all day. We work really hard. We also play really hard Mm -hmm. and, and they often, you know, overlap a little bit there. And I can only imagine, I can only imagine the side of being the face of, human resources within something like that. Yeah. Now, granted, I also know just about everything of what's going on. Right. Um, and so I experience it sometimes with you, but not everything. And so, um, <laughs> kudos. Yeah. Thanks. I Luckily, I, I have I, a- I may <laughs> be able, I might be able to do Maggie's job, might be able to, I don't but I wouldn't want to. Want to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maggie's job is also far down my list of things I'm qualified for. What <laughs> uh, I was going to say, uh, Mason and I were joking up on our way up here. You know, we were grabbing beers for the podcast. And, you know, we had three pitchers with us, and I was like, I'm sure, and you, you have to go to the bar to get them, and we went to the main console there, and I'm like, man, people just typically watch us bring pitchers of beer into the back, it's like, they have to assume we have a good time, right? And they're not wrong, but, you know, it takes a lot of work to be able to also have fun. Yeah, it's also, you know, almost 5 o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's this assumption that it's like, oh, oh, the sun's out, let's go get some pitchers. Well, yeah, and that's part of the beauty of this podcast, too, is like, it's fun for everyone. It's yeah. not like a like yeah. corporate podcast or anything like that. So we're able to have some beers on and enjoy it. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've never really balked at the idea of when you're getting a beer. Like I've had a lunch beer a couple times in my mm-hmm. day. So, <laughs> I'm, yes, you have. <laughs> um, all right, let's swing it over to Jess here. Um, also, um, not new to the podcast. Still um, very oof. nervous every time. Always though. nervous. Oh, I, I can <laughs> see it. I can see it. I mean. Cool. Thanks for the call out. Jess, like, um, asked me today. She's like, so what time are we doing the show? And I was like, around four. And she's like, okay. And I could tell she was, like, doing the math on her head. She's like, if I have, like, two beers and I start How at three, I'll be good by the time the show starts. 
And you're you're great on the show every time. You don't need to be nervous. Fine. Are, we are usually you sure? talk about Taco Bell, so it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you're just hanging out you with You mean friends. unspecified yeah. taco joint. Correct. We don't give them credit anymore. Oh, that's they've, fair. They've it's actually been a minute since we've had a TB slip. Yeah, I, it has. Yeah. It has. Fair. Drink. Sorry about that. Drink. Cool. Um, <laughs> I'm, surprised that, I'm surprised that Jess wasn't like giving you like a list of 50 questions that you had to answer prior. Like, no, no, uh, she, in what she order, knows I wouldn't have done that for her. <laughs> it's true. It's also in true. what order will I be called upon to talk to? Um, uh, my anxiety was cool because Haley and I left this afternoon. We okay. had to go run an errand, pick up a bunch of potters for the outside of the brewery. So I spent my afternoon driving the Sonder van around. So Pot- potters, like you, you went and picked up people to make pottery? or No, like big, you- giant, concrete <laughs> pots to put big trees and plants in. <laughs> Those would be called potters? Pot- pots. I don't know. Pot is Pots are what you make. Spaghetti. What are they called? I don't know. Are they really called potters? They're planters. 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 Thank you, studio audience. See, I'm nervous. Uh See what you guys are doing to Uh, me. Planters Planters. definitely tracks more to me than a potter. I'm sorry. Um, I was wondering if you were picking up people to go make bowls for us or something. (laughs) (laughs) Could you make some? Could you make some dishware for me, Mr. Potter? This Um, is why I don't come upstairs. Um, no, so, all right, so you went out and, and found the potters and... Planters. Those. Yep. Uh, and that helped ease your anxiety? Yeah, absolutely. Until you walked back into the building or yeah. what? And then I grabbed a beer. <laughs> Is this Bye. your first beer of the day? Uh, that's one and a half. Yeah, I had one. You had a half of one? This, I had I'm, one. I'm very wildly interested into your psyche right now. Yep, I'm I had sorry. one because I had... Had things to do before the podcast. <laughs> okay, mom, um, things to do. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. We're there. Um, so since you were last on the podcast, probably yes, um, you've had sure. a new addition to your family. I do. Um, a six-month-old little girl. Cambria is my fave. We're yeah. Cambria loves Danny. Whoa, whoa. Maybe say that less loud where my children maybe could hear you in the background. I love your children, too. I have a hierarchy for your children as well. <laughs> they probably know that, though. Are you saying Cambria is your favorite green baby? Uh, yeah, no. I won't listen to the podcast. It's I don't fine. know. G won't be offended. G, G, by the way, like, that's Jess's last name. The children aren't actually the color green. That's just true. in case there was any confusion. <laughs> I do it. thoroughly enjoy G. I feel like G and I have an understanding. We're just boys. Yep. Not a whole lot of words are said between the two of us, but it's a known thing. Absolutely. Yeah. He, I mean, he's just cool as the other side of the pillow, though. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. just everywhere he goes. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, I imagine G is. The way that I appear to everyone else after I've had um, a fair amount of unspecified taco joint. When I'm just like, you know, in a happy place because I just ate a bunch of tacos. That's how G always appears to me. Yep. And he's always that. Yeah. And mainly he loves food. That's why I use that analogy. He loves food. Yeah. Loves food. He's going to be a chef one day and I can't wait. I hope so. Yeah. Cool. I can't wait either. At what point does he start making all of your meals for you? Um, He makes a large amount of them now. He actually made muffins from scratch the other morning and then put them all in a Tupperware and put them on the counter and put a note on top of it that said, Eric and Mom, enjoy your muffins if you'd like. Before we left for work, it was really cute. So I'm here for it. could probably build him a room in the basement if he wants to, you know, move in. It's great. Um, That's pretty fantastic. (laughs) He's like a built-in chef for you. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, okay, so your role for those that may be new or, or don't. For, first of all, if you're new to the podcast and haven't listened to Jess Green's podcast, all the time. I don't think <laughs> I've, like one of the one of the podcasts I've laughed the most like during. Yes, I mean it's Fair. fantastic. That's where the term "parking lot taco" came from. Oh, that was 
That was um, genius. That yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so share with everyone a little bit about uh, your role here, what you do. Um, I have worn a lot of hats here. Um, started out as a bartender right when we first opened, and I am now the taproom director, run the front of house, um, manage a lot of employees, um, and then I also handle a lot of our outside events, such as um, beer festivals, anything that's not sales-related. So if you see us out and about in the community, it's typically something that I have had a hand in coordinating somehow um, or am attending. So. Attending, yes. Yes, I think that's I fair. attend them a lot. That's, festivals, I feel like, would be something that you would um, – that's part of your identity, right? Oh, yeah. Music, Music beer, beer, whatever. All whatever. the things. Yep. Um, and uh, you mentioned you started as a bartender, so you were you were the first bartender that we actually hired behind um, behind our original taproom manager. Yes. Um, and um, I've told this story before, but uh, had no problem telling me what we were going to do behind the bar <laughs> the first time you met me on opening night, and I I just looked at Jen and and I was like, I think I like her. <laughs> I'm terrified of you still, but um, but we were was busy. Things fantastic. needed to be done. Yeah, <laughs> needed protocols in place, man. <laughs> yeah, and I said something. Then... I said something like something about the water. Yeah, you did squirt not in the glass, like the and I was like, not a fan of glass. that. And you're like, well, this is what we what we need to do. What so we're, we're going to do it. And I was like, no dirty towels in the glassware. Oh, okay, <laughs> totally, totally. Um, so Jen, uh, we'll swing over to you. So um, no stranger to the podcast for those that know us. Um, everyone knows, I hope, or would think about your marketing role, but we'll get into that a little bit with Macy. Um, why don't we start with you? I'm just curious to get your perspective, um, as a, for this podcast for, as, as we talk about, um, women empowerment and, and international women's month, how, how has it been for you as an owner of a brewery, a female owned owner of a brewery, um, in a space that is predominantly frankly dominated by by men right um and as a female owner um in that space how has that been for you all right well that's a loaded question yeah i figured it i figured you would you would say that well i'm i'm almost the oldest person on the staff so i have a lot of experience in my career um almost every job i've ever had has been mostly men in the workplace I worked at a college, which was mostly men, and I worked at a church, which was lots and lots of men in leadership. Um, So I was kind of used to that. Uh, I wasn't super familiar with the brewery industry and may have stuck out a little bit like a sore thumb when I first started, (laughs) but not because of male, female, anything like that, just because... I don't, I just, as you were more learning the industry, I wasn't a casual, I'm not real casual person. And, but, um, as I was learning the industry, but honestly, overall, I think it's been a great experience. I think because the brewing industry tends to be fairly open-minded about everybody and everybody who comes in the door in general. Now, obviously there have been some bad experiences out there for people and that's awful. And I will always hate that for people. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, like working in the industry, it's been great for me. Um, it's been a great experience. And here at Sonder, from day one, we've been obviously open to hiring everybody that fits the role and fits 
our company's um, goals, agenda, job duties, anything that, that works for us. Um, and, and that's been amazing, I feel like. Um, yeah, I think that's a good way of saying it. I think a lot of times people use the culture word, like as long as they fit our culture, but culture is such a loaded term, right? What does that really mean? What does the culture mean? And I think the culture is driven by who you hire, not hiring people that fit your culture, if you're doing it right, right? Yeah. And so I think, the way, I think the way you just said that is, is not only accurate, but I think it's pointed, poignant and, and um, I, I certainly agree, right? It's um, what we're looking for are um, not just uh, people that fit the role that we're bringing you into, um, but also are you, gonna, are you going to stretch us in who we are um, right. And, and challenge our thinking often because what we certainly have never been. Um, and, and I, I look around the table here and really all seven of us are, are pretty wildly different. Um, and what we never try to do or never want to do, regardless of, of any qualifier, right. Any gender, race, anything. Um, we never want to bring on people that are just yes people that are just going to do whatever we want them to do or, or, yeah. Yeah. Um, just fall in line, right? We want people, Macy, you're a great example of this. We'll get this to this in just a second. But from day one, you come in with a different skill set um, and a different way of thinking about it, refreshing way of thinking about it, and challenge uh, immediately some of the things that we're doing just because it's a different lens. Um, and that's something I'm really proud of, proud of with this company. And that, that really has been something we, try, we have tried to do from day one. Yeah. It's fun being in a leadership role because I'm one of those people that I don't really like boxes very much. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just like things to be like, if I want to call a tree a bush, then I should be able to do that. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people, but like, I don't really like boxes. I don't really like labels very much. I just like people to be people. Yep. And no matter who you are, if your skill is X, Y, and Z, then I want you to excel at x y and z if that's what you love like that's that's what i want you to do i don't want someone to look at you and go well you should fit into that box because you look like this yep go yep like what what? that doesn't make any sense to me um so i i definitely love and and love having the opportunity to help create that culture which has been pretty lacking at the other places where i've worked in my career um, where people definitely like boxes and they like really tight boxes. <laughs> yep. And that's something that I've always struggled with in those positions. Also worked at a law firm, PS, and they love boxes, lots and lots of boxes. <laughs> so just so you know. Um, so I know what I didn't like and where I came from, and that I think helped me open up for where Sonder was going. Um, and that's been an, an exciting part of starting a company and, and being able to help with that um, culture. Well, and I hope, I hope that others will see. So as an owner in the company and somebody who was really the driving force and the focal point behind developing what our brand is as a company, both visually but also not just visually, right? This idea that every beer and every person has a story, which is what our our external brand is outside of just the visual representation that, that, that is, is witnessed in that, right. That, um, that the inclusivity of things and, um, the challenging mindset 
uh, is driven from that thought process, which I'm really proud of as an owner as well. The thing that always sticks out to me, and I, I've learned a lot of things from Jen, but one of the things that I really enjoy is, you know, her emphasis on, you know, finding out what you really enjoy doing and then, you know, kind of not catering, but like finding a role that you can really thrive in and do those things. Uh, Mason and I have talked about it a couple of times, you know, figuring out like what you really enjoy and what you're good at. Um, you know, kind of giving you that opportunity, it's a great way to think about things, right? And I think it's a way to not only build culture, but build a team that is excited to be here, excited to come to work every day, um, excited to do their role and grow in it. And that's something that comes from the top down, from Jen, Justin, Chase, Daniel, everyone that leads this company, which is great. Yeah, Because I've, I, I, I'm a firm believer in that there's always four ways to get to the finish line, right? You just got to figure out which way works best for you. You know, and, and everybody has a different way of doing things, but it just it just needs to work for the company. It needs to work for the people on our team. Um, and if it gets us to that goal, then I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, Macy, last but not least on the, on the uh, reintroduction of all of our guests, um, also not new to the podcast, Another another elite listen, um, the podcast listen with with uh, you. Um, talk about for those maybe that haven't listened to that, um, your quick kind of uh, thrown to the wolves uh, marketing experience here. You got, I feel like with Macy, she got here. We trained her in what we needed her to do, and then it was like, all right, we got a lot of work for you to do. And then quickly, it was evidenced. <laughs> it was it was obvious. Um, so talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I definitely tried to hit the ground running. Um, I think my first day I had a list of to-dos and a <laughs> list of projects to get done, which I was really excited about. Um, I would much rather be super busy on any day than twiddle my thumbs. Yep. Um, yeah, so just doing a little bit of everything, and I love it. It keeps things fresh. I think there's this, um, there's this thought process that marketing is this gigantic thing. Um, and then there's also this thought process that marketing is like this little thing. Um, so let's just hone in a little bit. So, um, on our marketing team, what do you actually, what does some of your day to day look like as far as, uh, marketing at Sonder Brewing? I mean, it depends on the day. <laughs> oh, good answer. I like that. Okay. Um, kind of filling in between Danny and Jen, um, helping with marketing, signage, um, what goes out to our events, tasting sheets, um, what is displayed in the actual tap room, um, social graphics, like what Danny puts out, just helping where I can. And um, that includes, but it's not limited to, um, you talked about the signage. There's also merch that's involved in that, right? Yeah, merch, creating merch plans, um, designing for merch, designing for campaign releases, um, designing assets that go along with each beer that's released. So, And do you have a favorite brand that we have as a company today? So not the Sonder brand, but a brand of a beer. Do you have a favorite? I don't know. It changes. Uh, specifically, I love Blanc's brand because okay. it's so bright and, I don't know, it just makes me happy. Yeah. I think uh, saying that it changes is really fair. It depends when you ask me. Danny, this is going to be the least surprising thing you've heard me say all day, but... Um, I love like seven different brands, 
uh, and they're all in my top five. Depends on which sneakers match the brand. <laughs> well, sure, everything sure. starts with the sneakers. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, my uh, answer for that changes as well. Um, I weirdly always go back to Coconut Tears. I think Coconut Tears is so much fun. And it's just like every time I look at the label, I get a little laugh. Like, it, And it's one of my favorite stories as well, which I think is part of the reason. Like being so close to all of the like back-end stories of our brands kind of like builds a deeper knowledge for me. But um, just like the idea of like Luke in the Brew River kitchen at 5 in the morning crying because apparently toasting coconuts gives the same effect that cutting onions does and not knowing that. And then, like, cha- like, we had a name for that beer. Yeah. We changed it because the story was so good. And then Jen absolutely crushed the label. I mean, it's just one of my favorites. I really like it. But uh, it, is, it is hard to pick one. Um, this podcast will be coming after we release this beer, so I'm all right with saying it. Um, but the Divot brand is also one of my favorites as well, just because I, I love the golf events. I love the beer. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of it goes into that as well. Macy yeah. has also started doing brand uh, design for some of our labels, and Divot was one of them, so that was exciting. And as well as another beer coming out soon, I think Hefeweizen. Oh, I actually didn't even realize she that. I don't think the, I realized that the brand label for that Look one. Look at as you, well. Mace. So. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been exciting. It's been an exciting. It, it's nice to have that collaboration among our team and creativity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do Do we you have a favorite? This, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do oh. I have a favorite? Yeah. Oh gosh, I I love the Voss brand as far as just emblem um i don't know of course cato i have to say that one yep. i love that one too yep. that, that's Those a are probably fr- my two favorites. that's a frequent one that i hear though i hear a lot of people really enjoy that cato logo yeah that rastafarian kind of look mm-hmm. behind it with the ethiopian coffee yeah. I, I think it's it's super rad to build off jen's point a little bit i think like having three of us on the marketing team has really like opened up our like dialogue and decision making as a team because prior, not that it didn't work, but, like, Jen and I kind of, like, almost got into, like, an echo chamber of, like, hey, we agree on so many things. Uh, but, like, the three of us coming together, it's, like, ideas come when we have conversations. And, yeah, I think it's it's really grown our marketing team to get Macy on board. Yeah, I, I agree. And now, you know, I can see, <clears throat> I can see when, you know, everybody everybody's an idea man, right? Or an idea girl, right? Uh, everybody, including myself, right? So, you know, we had this situation yesterday where I'm like, well, can we get a different hat? Because I, I, I don't wear that hat, right? Like, and I recognize this about myself, so I'm sorry for that. That's why I have the running, like, thumbs up and down bit because I have yeah. to do it. It's like we get pitched so many things, and we would do all of them if we could, but sometimes it's like I got to give you the thumbs up or thumbs down. True or false, Chad has given you the most thumbs down ideas. Chad has also given me the most ideas. So like, if you're, <laughs> but if That you're is talk- true. He, but, he's but, very good at that. But if we're talking ratios, he, it, yeah, it's a lot of thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I would agree with that. But what I was going to say is now I can see, you know, as you guys get ideas and as ideas come in, um, you guys, it's fun with there being three of y'all. You can see where all of a sudden the wheels start to spin, and it, it often is um, like, a, like a snowball, right, where one thing starts, you know, Macy's talking about uh, golf towels with the Divot brand on it, and then all of a sudden then it sparks you like, oh, yeah, well, we should also do polos. And then Chad walks over, and he's like, well, what if the Divot brand's on the 18th hole flag? Right, and it's just like it's. I think as that part of our company grows, um, obviously you're going to get more ideas. But what happens out of that is there's just more collaborative thought process that isn't an echo chamber, 
right, that is challenging one another and, and able to insert that within everything that happens within the company. Yeah, I think it's twofold. Like, I think we tackle ideas as a team pretty often um, just because, like, all three of us kind of have a hand in most things going on within marketing, just depending on who's doing what. But then it's also one of those things where, like, we steamroll ideas off each other. Like, one person says something, the next person builds off of it, and then you just keep going back and forth until all of a sudden, like, the three of us together were able to accomplish, you know, an idea or a concept or something that was pitched to us, you know. Um, yeah, it's been really great. So, uh, all right, so we, we got through everyone here, um, kind of what you do. Um, <clears throat> Danny, I'm, I'm uh, going to give you the opportunity because um, I kind of did as we talked through here. So of our, of our five women here, do you have any questions for any of them as it pertains to um, what they're doing or their roles and responsibilities here at the company? Oof, I'm never put on the spot on this show. I know, I just did I'm it. typically just a bystander. No pressure. Yep. I know. Um, I would just be curious to hear, like, what everyone's, like, favorite, like, part of being on this team is, right? Because I think a lot of things go into, like, what it takes to be a part of the Sonder team. Um, but, like, everyone has, like, their favorite part of being on the team, too, right? Um like, if I had to pick one for me, like, I just enjoy the, like, camaraderie at the end of the day. Um, like, you never know who's going to be sitting at the end of the bar, like, having a shift beer. And it doesn't matter who's there. You're able to just sit down and kind of, like, we always joke the happy hour is a couple staircases away. Um, it's nice that, like. I've what, never heard that. That's fantastic. You've never heard me say that? Nope. Yeah, it's, like, one of my bits. But, um, I mean, we're. Te- it's technically one staircase away, No. Two, maybe? Give me two. <laughs> it's two half staircases. One and a half. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I bid you up to two? Um, yeah, I, I just enjoy that. Like, you know, I feel like I can sit next to the bar with anyone on our team for a shift beer and thoroughly enjoy myself. Um, and I hope most people feel that way. Um, but uh, I, I love that. And from a actual working standpoint, I just enjoy that, like, I'm given a lot of tasks that I'm able to just run with and, like, throw my personality into. Um, it makes my job really easy that I'm not pretending to be something that I'm not. Um, so, yeah, those are the two things that really stick out to me. Uh, but I'd be curious to hear what the ladies think, too. If there's anybody that's ready to answer, go ahead. We don't have to go in order for this. I'll go. Nice. <laughs> um, I like having the autonomy of a lot of things because I am a control freak, and I really like <laughs> being able – being a department of one, I do have the autonomy, but I also like the collaboration that I can feed ideas off of people and you guys tell me if I'm crazy or not. Or you just give me the thumbs up or thumbs down a lot. <laughs> um, so I do like that and the work setting of it. The This is going to be probably the answer from everyone, like Danny, the camaraderie, the being around everyone else, the way that we all kind of intertwine with each other, and it could be anybody that we come across at the bar or even outside at an event, we're hanging out, we're able to talk and stuff. So that's great. I think for, like, every planned meeting we have, we have, like, two unplanned meetings (laughs) that just happen, like, out of necessity or, like, all of us being here. And, Mm -hmm. like, I think that's an important thing, you know, as we continue to grow, too. It's just, like, that ability to put our minds together, figure something out, and then move on or just get it done. Yeah. And the events, like the outside events that we're doing, whether it's one of the sales reps um, planning an event or Jess, 
the amount of people that go and just being able to like show that Sonder <laughs> Sonder kind of just travels together. <laughs> I think that's pretty yeah. cool too. Yeah, I especially especially now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um we have realized as a society as a human race, I think that we're built for community. Um, and I certainly, you know, there's not everybody may feel that way, but I think that a lot of people do, and we certainly have gotten more there. And, you know, Jess, you talk about festivals. Literally, you would go to a festival of music that you don't care about just because you, it, you want to be with your people, yeah. and, and you love that, right? Um, and now, I think what's, for me, the thing that never gets old and what I'm really proud of is even though I don't get to do as many of them as I would like, I love seeing on our Slack channel, you know, photos of our team together outside of the building. And um, I think that really encompasses what both you, Danny, and Maggie just said. Um, we are, you know, we, we reference. I sent a letter to the company today that starts with Sonder family because as much as you can't always do that, we try really hard to embody that. Um, and so I, I think that's something that, that never get, I know that's something that never gets old, but I think it's something that will continue to grow um, as we continue to grow as a company. I think, I, I think that's one of the best parts about working here is that, you know, from a bartender perspective too, like they're not here during normal business hours, but somehow um, we've made a way to cultivate organic friendships from business relationships here. And I think that it's really cool to watch people, you know, their kids are all hanging out together Mm -hmm. outside of work. Um, You know, their families are all coming here on a Sunday to hang out with each other, even though they work here, maybe Monday through Friday. Or, um, you know, like you said, we all, you know, we roll pretty deep when we try to go to events and things like that. But it's really neat to see organic friendships built from that. Um, And it's cool to see all of us want to do those things with each other. It's not a requirement. And we all show up for each other. Um, It's a blast to be able to sit at the bar and have a drink at 4.30 and all of a sudden be able to catch up with somebody in production that you may not have the opportunity in the office or while you're bartending to catch up with. Um, It gives the bartenders an opportunity to cross paths with people that they would otherwise never see in the tap room because we want to stay here and we want to have a drink after work and we want that culture and that fun opportunity to do those things where you know a lot of times when you work at a different place you could leave and go off site to do all of those things we choose to stay here and it it really it gives a lot of people an opportunity to overlap with those relationships and I think that that it says everything about our culture Uh, it says everything as we grow that you know you can walk right into a room and somebody's coming downstairs to introduce themselves we've you know recently started hiring a lot of people again um, and it's great to see them fall right in line with people they feel welcome they stay after their shifts and have beers they you know feel very um, knowledgeable about who works here during the day when they may not cross paths until four o'clock so I I think that that's an amazing part of this culture and why I personally love working here. What about you, Helena? I caught you uh, mid-drink of yourself. That's so mean. I know. (laughs) As much as I'd love to say I did that on purpose, I didn't. It just looked up Helena, and then there you were. Um, Actually, I agree very much with Maggie. With what I do, um, the lab is, for the most part, my space. Even though I feel like it's changed a bit, I feel a lot of... uh, 
phone calls have been taken in there. Yeah. As a reason, I'm like, oh, my bad. It's one of the few, like, closed-door rooms. Yeah, like, sorry about that. Building. You're <laughs> the most <laughs> private space in the entire brewery. Yeah, we, we've, never ne- we've never noticed the necessity mm. for a closed conference room more so than we do right now. But so sorry about that. Yeah, no, no, you're totally I always, fine. <laughs> Chase is always like, I guess we could go to the lab, and I'm like, eh, it's Helena's office. Like, what are we? Yeah. Doing? It's like you're it's the only space. person that actually has an office. Yeah. In it's this Helena's building. space until someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but the um, the autonomy. Like, I, I identify as a very introverted, very independent person. But I like the option of like, if I want to, you know, like the packaging line. Like, that's almost like my social life here. Cause yeah. Like, all right. I got to stand here. I'll say hi to everyone and stuff and whatever, rock out with everyone. Um, But I like being given, like, my to-do list, or I make my own to-do list and, you know, looking at the calendar or whatnot and staying on track and producing or doing the things that I need to do. And um, I do wish I could do more, like, with the events. My goal is to actually do more events than what I have in the last year. Um, But I'm still uh, doing schoolwork and stuff and have doggos at home. So, Life's a bit hectic, yeah. And so I'm trying to balance it all, still figuring it out and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I echo that. I wish I could be at more of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because, you know, to what to what Jess is talking about, it's it's once you once you're able to make it and you're there, you just realize the camaraderie that we all have. Oftentimes, when we go to events, I wear a polo because um, we have. We I think have it's our, the only time I wear polos. We have our really cool Sonder polos. Um, I was. <laughs> this is when I stopped putting my name on polos. Yeah, everyone was calling me out for putting my name on my polo. I was like, I ordered this like three years ago. If I had ordered one today, I wouldn't have put my name on it. <laughs> well, I'm curious. So why wouldn't you put your name on it? Is it the same know. reason as me? Uh, have I we think talked it, about this? It feels weird because I'm also a dummy, and like people be like, they'll ask me a question and call me by name. And I don't know this person, and I'm like, how do they know my name? Dude, that's, that's and, then what I, and, and then it's because the name is literally on my polo. But like, I also think it's like a, I, I want to like have the interaction with someone though. I want to like introduce myself, like, hi, my name's Danny. You know, I work at Sonder. It's just like assumed, like I have Sonder Brewing on one chest and Danny on the other. So it's like, I don't know. It takes away that little bit of like personal connection that you make. Well, you, you know, you can someone. still do it, even though your shirt says your I name. I do, on it. but it's like, and I still get the same reaction. But it is just like. It, it probably mostly is, like, me being a dummy and just, like, not realizing that people know my name because it's, like, says it on my chest, you know? <laughs> so, I, I, the first polos we ever ordered, the first round, I got one, had my name on it. It was in the tap room, and somebody walks up, says my name, asks me a question. I turn around. I think it was Haley. I don't know if it was Haley or Jess. It was one of them were down there in the tap room, and I was like, uh, that, that's pretty creepy. That dude knows my name. And she goes, Bro, it's on your chest. Literally on your shirt. And, uh, was that you, Jess? I couldn't remember. I okay. couldn't remember. I couldn't remember, but I literally was like, never doing that again. I would have paid money never, to be there for that experience. Never so. putting, never putting my That's name on You get caught shirt. out. There's a lot of responsibility. Oh, I saw Jess out at that outside Sonder event. And she <laughs> <laughs> Man, no names. No names. Nameless shirts from now on. Well, I will also say it's a little different for you probably. Like, you're in much higher demand than I am. Like... It's not, it's, I don't think it's you, demand. You're, you're walking around with Justin on your shirt, and everyone's like, oh, that's like Justin, the owner of the company. Like, they're going to pitch things to you and stuff like that. I don't think it pitched things for like crappy SEO tools and stuff like that. So <laughs> I just ignore those emails in my inbox, and I'm good. Well, know? that's the thing. So I, I do ignore, ignore a lot of those emails. And then, and then when they find out, it's me, they're like, hey, I sent you like 17 emails over the last two days. I'm like, yep. 
completely ignored those. I'm kind of the worst about when I do reply to them, though, because I, like, make sure I emphasize, like, I get plenty of offers like this or something like that. Yeah. Like, you can't be the only person offering me SEO technology. Like, there's <laughs> one billion of those companies available. Like, yeah. end up, and they all end up in my inbox. Well, they all end up in yours because you're contact us at Sonda Brewing, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. And then I think people just are also able to guess my email. Whoa, let's not go down that path. Uh, so, Mace, I think you're the last one. Um, wh- what about you? Um, yeah, kind of piggyback off to what you said. Um, I think there's a really healthy balance between work and play. Like, there's no doubt we all work really hard, but we're all friends, so we also play really hard. And sometimes those bleed together, which is great because, you know, I love what I do, so I don't really feel like I'm working anyway. And then when I'm not working, I'm definitely not working, so... I mean, it comes down to just research at this point. That's true. Good point. <laughs> Good point. It's all re- well, quality control. Yeah. But since we're talking about the International Women's Month, is that what we're talking about? Okay. I think that's what it, right, Macy? Yeah. Is that what it, it's International Women's Month, right? I, I was going to say research, but also for a, for a long time, there weren't very many of my female friends who drank beer at all. So oh. that's been part of my fun of working here as well, besides this amazing team and it's fun to find people who are who have common interests with you and who enjoy common thing, you know, drinking beer together. And also, I I enjoy sharing beers with my female friends who would never have otherwise tried a dark beer. Like mm-hmm. doo doo doo. They're like, I'm not trying. I'm not drinking that. Like, just try it. Jen, can you just be on all the podcasts now doing background noises? <laughs> <laughs> that, that is how I feel when I say that to people. Like, I'm not trying that dark beer. Are you kidding me? I'm not drinking that. Jen, I also am going to require you from every time you come on the podcast to snap a picture of your and Brad's beer fridge. Oh, my god! Just because I'm always curious yes. about what in the world is in that oh, thing. Oh, I don't know. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, so that's, that's fun, too. So we had Haley walk over here. Um, What's up, Haley? Yeah. Hi. Um, what would you say you do here? <laughs> I got my TPS report in on time. If that's what um, kind of a couple different things. Um, I help Jessica uh, run the tap room. Um, kind of help plan out growth for the tap room, both like physical growth and just like volume growth. Um, I handle our charitable contribution uh, program and a couple odds and ends in between. And uh, manage the events space. Who you have? A, you have a team member yes. who yes. manages that for That's you, true. but um, but that falls under your responsibilities there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really glad that we were able to to catch you kind of as you were coming in here. Um, but uh, yeah, the dentist. You were coming back from the dentist. Your teeth look extra white. Um, what, what, uh, is your favorite part about being a part of this team being, being at Sonder? Uh, there's so many things I like about Sonder. Um, great people. I mean, it's kind of the, the most, I don't know. It's shocking and, you know, and inspiring how good of a group of people we ended up with without like really knowing how to get that many good people in one building. (laughs) You know, it's just really serendipitous. Um, So I really like the people. Um, You know, just, I feel like everyone on the staff is just really great. Um, I, you know, I I think I 
overheard a little bit of the conversation before. Um, you know, we're a place that brings people together for a lot of different reasons, you know, over a beer, over a community event. Um, we, obviously, we come together to work together. Um, so all of, all of those things, but I guess just kind of how it can be a, a community center for a lot of different people. Um, I would say to piggyback off of what you said, I think one of the reasons, and I may be wrong here, but from my perspective, you know, having been through the initial, you know, inception of the company is one thing that we were pretty, pretty uh, bullish on early on was we can train people and teach people the beer side. You know, obviously you can't teach someone to run a brew house, but, but, you know, with Chase's experience, he at least has, has the experience there that if we get the right people with the right work ethic, Chase can train that, right? If we get the right people to, to pour beers or to run events or, or be a part of our marketing team or whatever that looks like, we didn't necessarily have to require the right amount of experience, right? Chad is a great leader of our sales team and I never worked at a brewery, but we could teach him the brewery side. We needed somebody that could lead people. Um, and I think that is one of, from my perspective, is one of the reasons that we have built the team that we have and have had some of the success we've had is because we just wanted to get the right people and we'll figure out the beer side. Um, you know, Maggie, you talked about this being your first beer job, your first brewery job. Um, and, and we just needed somebody that, that could come in and be a part of this, that fits who we want and who we, who we need and who is going to challenge us. Um, I, mean, I think Jess is the only well, person at the table with a previous beer job, right? At the table? Yeah. Um, Helena, had you ever, I um, think you did it, right? Yeah, but say I bar back to the brew pub. Oh, so yeah. So I had like sens- some sensory, like baseline training. Like, okay. Brand, which is how I actually got into brewing. Oh, stuff. nice. So we got two. Yeah, but a lot of us, to your point, came from non-beer jobs. Yeah. So I would be remiss if we didn't end with something like this. Um, it's International Women's Month. Um, that's the reason we have this group right here. Um, I would like for, for all of you, and I'm putting you on the spot, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll kind of start, um, and then, Danny, I'll let you go while they all kind of think of it. Um, we are, in my opinion, all of us have probably been shaped by some sort of uh, strong female figure. Um, I think I, I would like to talk a little bit about that and have each person kind of share that um, because I think that often goes um, – unnoticed or untalked about. Um, for me, I, this is something I'm passionate about having three daughters, but, um, you know, I, my mother for me was a female figure who busted her ass and ended up now to the point of, um, probably taking over her father's business one day and a business owner. And at one point was working like three different jobs and trying to do whatever she could to provide. But, um, that is a, for me, is a strong woman who has shaped my life. And I think it's really important that we talk about that, that it's not just, um, it's not just men ruling the world, right? Um, what did Beyonce, didn't Beyonce say that women rule the world or something yeah. like that? Yeah. You run the world. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm very familiar with that song because of Pitch Perfect. <laughs> I, you know what? My, <laughs> Much like yeah. Fruit Punch, Food or Funk, I hope one day you love me as much as you love the movie Pitch Danny, Perfect. Danny, did you know that Haley's never seen it? Oh, what? Haley. Dun, dun, dun. 
<laughs> I think that's like three shows in a row I brought up Pitch Perfect. That's going to be my new bit. It's like, how do I figure out a way to bring up Pitch Perfect? I, I've been heavily influenced by the women on Pitch Perfect. You know? <laughs> that would be the lamest answer of all time. It's not actually my answer. Uh, um, Sonder, new Sonder drinking game. Uh, every time Danny mentions Pitch Perfect, drink. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna flood those numbers. Uh, I also went in front of you just in case you're also going to use your mother. So I went first. Uh, but go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'd be remiss to not bring up my mother. Um, she packed her things and left South Africa at 24, never looking back. Um, fell in love with my dad and traveled the world for a long time before settling into Ohio um, <laughs> versus, you know. I don't know if you guys have ever seen pictures from South Africa. It's one of the beautiful places, most, most beautiful places in the world. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, you know, it's kind of funny. She just opened up her... Uh, own doggy daycare slash store slash hydrotherapy room. Um, it's been a dream of hers for a long time. She followed my dad all over the world um, and, you know, watched him follow his dream. And now seeing her accomplish her, her accomplish her own is uh, very, very cool. And uh, her Instagram account, it's called Furry Tale Shack, the happy place is literally my favorite Instagram account out there because it's just, like, her and my brother playing with dogs all day. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, my brother Justin, who uh, is this, like, 6'3", buff dude, like, was, like, doing agility with dogs, like, having them, like, run through cones and, like, like jump through wheels and stuff like that. It's just really, really cool. Um, but, no, I, I mean, my mom's incredible. Um, I wouldn't be who I am without her. Um, she always claims that I'm my father's son, but I'm a lot more like her than she knows. Um, and I'm really thankful for her every day. Um, and I promise this isn't me sucking up, but I'd be remiss to not be thankful for my boss as well. Like I am. That's Jen. That's Jen for those listeners. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I talked about learning from Jen. I learned from Jen every single day. Um, I'm a much better employee today than I was three years ago because of working for Jen. Um, she's always been patient with me and always has built out a way for me to do the things I like and play to my skill set. And we work so well together. Um, I appreciate her being my boss. Awesome. Who wants to go next? Uh, influential women in your life. I feel like I would just keep, sorry guys. <laughs> Um, Maggie's had a couple beers, and all of a sudden she wants to host the podcast. Yeah. She's like, hey, guys, you mind if uh, I'll just take it from here? I'm your next guest star, <laughs> your reoccurring guest star. Well, speaking of. Right as Chad walked up. Maggie's trying to take your gig. She's taking your gig as co-host slash recurring guest. Yeah. We need a woman in this. Yeah. Um, I would we'll, say. We'll try us. <laughs> yeah. okay. Like Pitch Perfect. Yes. Drink. <laughs> Um, I would say mine is my maternal gran- maternal grandmother. Also, I've had a couple beers, so I can't speak. Um, <laughs> uh, she she and I had just a very close relationship, and she never graduated high school, moved here from Kentucky, but also to Ohio. Um, kind of made a way for herself. Her husband died mm, semi-young, um, so she was able to just still work on her own raised three kids. Um, it's, I mean, she taught me how to be opinionated. You're welcome, everyone. Um, stand up for myself. Just be honest with myself. So, And she instilled that in my mom. 
So my mom obviously instilled that in me as well. So both of them, but I would say her for sure. Love it. What was her name? Or what is her name? I'm sorry. Uh, she has passed. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. okay. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, her name was Edith. Okay. We called her Edith Bunker, if you'd like to be in oh, the that's know. that's fun. Okay. Yeah. Elena, do you have an answer yet? Yeah. Whip something up. No. Um, actually, I want to take the minute to appreciate two of my really good friends, Katie and Colleen. I met them when I was in college, and they're, like, the complete opposite of me. Like, absolute social butterflies, you know, down for, like, anything where I'm, like, a planner. I'm, like, hold on. Like, uh, for, for anything. Hold on for anything. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I just like missing them like a lot lately because I just haven't seen them in a few months. But uh, it took me to my first party, uh, helped me celebrate my twenty first birthday, and I'm I'm born the day after the, the Fourth of July, okay. so I have kind of a crappy birthday. <laughs> but they were still able like to round people up, and also took uh, classes with one of them and stuff like that. And yeah, they just really like got me through college, and then also they kind of helped me realize like you know this isn't this isn't quite what you want to do. Maybe you should you know. Leave. Not like, I mean, like, hey, like, convince me to leave, but they're just, this is probably not for you. I took the time off. And then if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have gone to work in the brew pub and then figured out that I, you know, wanted to get into brewing. So, in a way, in very small ways, they inadvertently got me on this path. That's awesome. And yeah, I think we should take more time to appreciate platonic relationships, like, among women and whatnot. Uh, I think uh, it's just not talked about that. enough. Yep. I love that. I agree. Haley? Um, I would have a hard time narrowing down um, any of my family members um, who are female. So, I mean, every single one. I'm from a pretty small family, so my both my grandmas are the reason I am the way I am, good or bad, probably. <laughs> uh, my mom, my aunts, my cousins. Um, you know, Chase and I have been together for a long time, too, so his sister, his mom, same realm. And it's just, it's, to um, Helena's point, you know, it's, so nice to have those type of relationships and have women, you know, whether they're peers or elders or younger than you, our nieces are, I mean. Yeah, that's good. All, all of those people just inspire me, give me something to look up to. You know, I look up to my nieces who are, you know, teenagers. And, um, you know, I, I think every single person in my family, extended family, has just really made me want to be a better person and given me some tools to work towards doing that also. How much How much longer until we get Ella and Maya on the marketing team? They will team? arrive on Friday. Oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm thrilled they're going to be here, but I'm hoping we can get them on the team. <laughs> no, no, no. no. They're, oh. they're, they're coming to work for you on Friday. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. That will be here too. Friday. Their, their higher start date is... <laughs> they're gonna, we're going to have to bring Mella back if we want them back. Oh, I think oh, that, we, we can arrange that. Yeah, that's we'll, a great beer. We can make that happen. Uh, nice. Jen, do you have an answer? I, I would say, um, first of all, I have to say my mom is amazing. Um, and she's strong and hardworking and intelligent. And I admire many things about her, but I never connected with her the way that, like, a best friend would. Mm-hmm. I've always admired her. And we, we have a friendship now that we're, that we're older um, but probably the person who's rocked my world the most in the last probably 12 years is, is my daughter, Chloe. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I was ever going to get pregnant. I ended up getting pregnant with her. We already had Kato, so I was like, oh, I'm good, I'm good. got pregnant. That kind of rocked my world in, in and of itself. But also, she just came out like a firecracker, like... <laughs> 
completely opposite of me in a lot of ways. Um, but it has been so fun. I call her my sweet and sour because she is both sweet and sour. Yep. <laughs> um, but she's also just challenged me. Um, we talk about leadership. We talk about the team and, and coming into a leadership role. But she has challenged me in a lot of ways to figure out how to lead the way people need you to lead them mm. versus just leading the way you want to lead. Um, because everybody, and I even had this conversation with a coworker this week that just every single person learns a different way. And um, Chloe was the one that sort of blew my mind with that. Um, both my kids are complete opposites in every way. Facts. Yeah. Facts. 100%. And it, it, she has challenged me so much to um, change the way I lead each different person, hopefully to bring out the best in them versus do it my way or the highway kind of thing. Um, and so hopefully, I, I, my little prayer for her is hopefully she can use her talents not to rule a small country someday. Um, but um, I think she'll be amazing when she grows up and hopefully... She's challenged me a lot. Hopefully, she'll challenge everyone she meets with. But, That's good. She yeah. is a firecracker, she, and she's influential. She it's it's really good. <laughs> Jess, I was going to give you my mic here, but go ahead. Take well, that one. Well, you, you kind of interject, so you need your own. Whoa. Not not rude, but, like, I don't – you want to be that close to me? That's you know fine. That I'll tell you what. I'm not going to speak at all. Go. No. Well, <laughs> here, let's just – I'll just preface. You all know that I am an emotional person, so – when I cry, just let it be. I'll talk normal. Just let my tears flow. Um, it's fine. I was crying when she was talking about her daughter. It's fine. <laughs> this is all fine. You guys are all, like, straight-faced. I'm like, cool. I'm not even drinking that much, so this is fun. Um, I, I would – I really enjoy what Helena said about platonic friendships, and I think, for me, there's a lot of people. Um, my grandmother, my mom – even my stepmother, like, uh, friendships that I have, mentorships that I've had throughout my life, but, um, you know, my daughters, but my sister really holds kind of something above everyone else with me. She challenges me in a lot of ways. Um, I lied. Um, What'd you lie about? You warned us all you were going to cry. <laughs> you but I was going to talk normal. The voice change. <laughs> <laughs> it was a waver in my voice. Um <laughs> She actually worked here for a while and then took on a really, like, really powerful opportunity for her to step forward in her life. And she she does a lot of things with people where she sets boundaries very loudly. And she takes control of situations that a lot of people can't speak up during. And, um, you know, I've been in some tough, tough life situations and she's always stood by me and vice versa for her. But... Um, you know, I think it says a lot about powerful women that can set boundaries and speak about those boundaries and speak about their happiness. And she has just in the last five or six years of her life done a 180 where she doesn't give a shit about what other people feel about her. It's about her own happiness and her own journey. And also while doing that, being very graceful about it and being kind about it, she's not um, mean to anybody while she's on that journey. And I think that that's such a powerful thing as a woman who, 
you know, sometimes we're soft-spoken or unable to speak about situations like that. And I think there's something very, very, very powerful about somebody who can do that gracefully. Um, And I just, she'd probably be my number one. Love it. Thank you for sharing. Sorry. I love that. (laughs) I was going to cry even if it was like softer than that, but (laughs) 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 this is fine. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm not crying. (laughs) You are I mean, you all know Caitlin from working with her. Most of you do from working with her. And she really, her journey has been really interesting to watch and to be her big sister and to still be able to have that opportunity to learn from her has been really cool. And I'll tell you, she takes command of the room when she's there. She's a very bright light for a lot of people, and she lives her life to the fullest while also being incredibly graceful about it. I will say, um, first of all, don't discredit yourself or anybody around this table. All of you are a bright light when you enter a room, and that's true. Anybody that knows any of you know that um, that when you enter a room, you can command that room as much as you want. And and um, there's some a there's something to be said for that, but b that's why I'm so confident in this company going to where it's going to go is because we have so many people that can do that. Um, <clears throat> Mace, have you answered yet? Go for it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, not to follow that. Jeez. Yeah. Good luck. Drop my plate. <laughs> You're in charge of the cups. <laughs> um, not to be all kismet about this, but my maternal grandmother. Um, my parents were divorced growing up, and I she was my safe space to land. Spent a lot of time with her. Um, she dropped out of high school when she was 15 because she got pregnant, and then started her family, went back, got her GED, got her associates at IU, and then is still taking classes at NKU because she just loves to learn. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so, super yeah. cool. Center at Box of Rocks for geology, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. I mean, I do also love rocks, so. <laughs> I don't know. She's, stories are awesome. <laughs> oh, she is the funniest person I know and just loves to mess with people. Such an extrovert and just, like, always embraced my weird growing up. And I don't know. Really thankful for her. Um, and, and still living, mm-hmm. right? Um, you said she's still taking classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that is she close? She's in Northern Kentucky. She's right? in Bellevue. Yeah. Okay. So you still see her all the time. I yeah. would imagine that's awesome. Really cool. Thanks for sharing, all of you. Um, geez, I don't. I mean, we, uh, this feels like a good bookend. Why don't we just hit that last segment? Right? Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> Okay, if there was a slight delay there, it's because I passed off my headphones, so it's fine. I could cut it either way. This is all fine. Uh, All right. I am going to let you go first, Danny. I feel like I've, I've kind of stolen it. No, wait, wait, wait. First. I'm going to go first. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to charge. Okay. <laughs> That's, That's what I love about Jen. I, I got to go first because this song literally, I, I cry on my way to work when I listen to this song, but it, it's about the women in my life. Ooh. 
My amazing Ooh. nieces and anyone who's ever struggled with feeling beautiful, which you all should feel beautiful, scars to your beautiful. I can't even read it, so I can't even read the person who sings it. Alicia, somebody. Alicia, Kara. Bad eyes because I'm old. Yep. Yeah, got that's it. it. But in the in there it says, "Don't change your beautiful. You let the world change themselves." Mm, love that. It, and that's just that's my prayer for every person. I just want you to know you're perfect exactly the way you are. We're gonna outro to that. Yeah, love that. Love that. Hey, thanks for taking control of that, Jen. Love that. <laughs> sorry. Don't apologize. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> uh, why don't I, we'll just uh, we'll just go with it. Who's who's got another one? Go, Maggie, shocking. Weird. <laughs> Maggie, I want to preface your decision here that if this isn't a pop-pop song, we are not friends anymore. Uh, a what song? A pop-punk song. What did I say? It's not. Uh, not friends. Oh. I also I'm heard kidding. Pop, we'll pop. always be friends. Yeah. So. Did I say pop-pop? I've Even had a couple pops. So. <laughs> that's what I heard. But my answer is also not song. really surprising, except for maybe the listeners. It's a Disney song. Ooh, okay. okay. And Kanto, yeah, Surface Pressure. Oh, Ooh. so good. It's... The best one, I don't know how we don't talk about Bruno, beat it out. But It's because it's, we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about him, but surface pressure is amazing. It's the one, I wake up to, like, it's in my head all the time. We listen to it all the time. I've only seen the movie twice, but I listen to the soundtrack all the time. Uh, the hook on that song is ridiculous. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I accept this answer. It's also very apropos to the International yeah. Women's yeah. Podcast. Now you wouldn't tell me your song earlier in case I stole it. Yeah. Did that would have been a predictable, by the way, And I had a backup way, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say it's very apropos? Yeah. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Spell that for me. No, thank you. <laughs> There's been a couple words said today that I do not have the confidence to say out loud. Like, apropos. I don't feel like if I'm saying that in a sentence, I would be able to. You said poignant earlier. I, mean, I didn't poignant? even yeah. I didn't even say that correct there. Like, no chance I'm throwing that in a like sentence. Like our sustenance conversation also, yesterday. No shot I'm spelling either of those words right either. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think she's going to spell apropos. I could use it in a sentence and know how to use it. I also don't know that I could spell it. I have full understanding of the word, but that doesn't mean I'm going to throw it in my vernacular. (laughs) That that word doesn't have a lot of sustenance. Substance. Substance. (laughs) Danny, what is it? Is it sustance or substance? Are you trying to say sustenance? Yes. Uh, isn't, is it, that, isn't that synonyms with substance? Yes. I, it, they're like the same thing, right? Yes. One's significantly easier to say, though. Yeah, like further beyond. <laughs> I, was, I wrote a sentence earlier, and Maggie goes, you have further beyond. Choose one. She's like, stop. They mean the same thing. So why are you saying further beyond? Just say further or beyond. Don't say both. And I was like... But it, it adds more emphasis. And I'm like, no, you're right. I read it again, and I was like, ooh, how many of these words can we just add to this sentence? I, I would love to be a fly on the wall of you two talking about a leather that's going to go to the company. Like, <laughs> no, you do not. Because it, 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 it comes out so great every time. I'm like, I read Maggie's email. It's a letter from Justin. It's so well written. It's great. And I, I know that both of you had a say in getting it there, but I want to see the process. Like that's well, This one would have been painful. Because she literally walked over and was like, why do you have further beyond? Choose one. <laughs> I was like, but they mean so much more when they're together. And she's like, no, they literally mean the same thing. <laughs> Is yeah. that like a, a two positives to make a negative or I, two negatives to make a positive type thing? Yeah. yeah, well, then I tried to just add more to it. And then I started saying words that aren't words. 
I said like wince forth or something <laughs> like that. She's like, that's not a word. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That happened. Um, all, right, all right, who's next? It's funny they brought up pop punk because of all the stuff going on. Oh, save Maggie, like, please, Lana. <laughs> um, with like so many songs coming out, they're supposed to be like copying older, like the tune or like you know the yeah. music behind it. Um, I've really been listening to Misery Business by Paramore. Like, oh, ooh, nice. Beat, like, so okay. many Excellent times. Song. That's because there's, like, all these songs that are supposed to be, like, copying the beat, and so I've just been listening to that song, and then I'll go to Misery Business, and I'm like, eh, it's kind of close. And I'll be like, oh, my gosh, it's the exact same thing. And it, it just takes me back to middle school and, like, how I've had three copies of the CD because I burnt and, like, destroyed the other two because of how many times I've listened to that album. They're also amazing in concert, too. Have you, Have you seen, seen them, them live? Yeah, a couple wish. times, actually. Was this in the? Was this at the concert where you got thrown down and like almost broke your back? Uh, I've seen them at Warp Tour before. All the Warp Tours. Yeah. All the Warp Tours. I've seen them at Warp Tour before, but I don't recall if it was the one that I got thrown at. Okay, it's a great story that we'll talk about one day on air. But yeah, I don't even remember what podcast I told that story on. It Did you tell mine. that story already? And it doesn't need. We to you know, have a pop punk podcast. We could do that. I would love that. That would be fun. Uh, Break. Kick, kick I'm Justin out. It's just the four of us. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I also know pop punk, you jerk. Okay. The I next time Justin's on vacation, the four of us will just hang out. But Haley has to be on it because she experienced quarantine. Yeah. With us. I think one of Haley's favorite stories here is when I tried to like play a uh, playlist. It was like it was like positive tunes or something like that. It was reverse gaslighting, and I didn't like it. <laughs> I was like, it was like during the middle of the shutdown. And it was just like the three of us in. in that that in was the, when we were on a ridiculous kick of listening to Drew Barrymore yeah, by Bryce Fine. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. I every, can't listen to it. Would, Danny would play that five times a day for three months. Every time that song came on after like the third day of shutdown, Haley would turn it off. She would skip it. It was I don't know day. why we played that song so damn much. I don't know. There was there was one day where the vibes were low, so I was like trying, so I was trying to like play a positive podcast. We didn't know if the world was ending. Of course, the vibes it was, were low. It was, it was to no one's fault. But then Haley was like, "What the hell are we listening to?" And I was like, "I found this like positive playlist." We were on also Spotify. delivering like, what home delivering beer as far south as like northern Kentucky. Oh yeah. Like what were we doing? Day fifty two. Still don't know what day it is. Doing the same thing again today. Daddy. Playing Drew Barrymore. <laughs> and then we saw the light and we went outside yeah. to the beer garden, yeah. which was less than 20 feet away. And we're like, what have we been doing yeah. this we, entire time? We haven't gone outside in two months. There's a whole taproom beer garden out there that no one could use but us. Those were trying times. We're all better friends because of it. <laughs> also, also, Chase randomly mixed up your favorite beer of all time. That's yeah. where we were at. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that was incredible. That was just a masterpiece of <laughs> brewing right there. I just still randomly will think about how much Haley hates that song now because of that time. Well, I would just, like, I would shuffle, like, one of my playlists, and that song was on literally every playlist I had at the time, so it would come up. And I would just, like, I, would, I wouldn't be paying attention to it, and then I would hear it playing. I'm like, oh, should I have to change that? Haley doesn't like the song. Well, and Danny and I have very similar taste in music. Yeah, so we were outnumbering Haley, so too. That was 100% bad. 100% outnumbering her. <laughs> Got to a point where Haley was okay with me playing like, like just Sam Hunt country. That she was so upset with all of the <laughs> pop punk you were playing that she was open to anything else. I, I had I was in a bad mental state. I had <laughs> I had to supplement with music. It wasn't good. <laughs> uh, who's next, Mace? 
Um, I've had the leaf on air on heavy rotation. Jeez. I'm not just, following. I'm not following. <laughs> it never gets old. You can you know all the words. <laughs> I do believe. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's on all my current playlists. That is one of those songs that takes me to a moment. Like I rem- like vividly remember when that song was really popular. That's wild. All right, Jess, you are going to follow that. What's your song? Man. I have to follow you. I can go. I have no sentimental value or nice story behind mine. They just heard on Pandora today. (laughs) (laughs) So then you can follow with a great job. Um, Happy Man, Jungle, fun song. I heard it today and I thumbs up it. I I I forgot this was part of this deal. (laughs) (laughs) It was so monotone. (laughs) I know. I was supposed to be at the dentist right now. You basically were doing a soliloquy. (laughs) Happy times. Fun song. Good. Joy. (laughs) Rain. Snow. Uh, It seems like Jess right now is still trying to find one. You're good? Yep. Yep. Um, So I was going to go with a really cool Delma Curry song. And then I had to reevaluate based on the other songs. So 100% right through you, Alanis Morissette on the Jagged Little Pill album. That song specifically just, it hits the spot. You said 100% ahead of time. Is that the song? Or were you just saying like 100%, not 100% right through you? No. You were saying right through you. 100% 100% of the time, it smacks. Yep, that's, that's what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Uh, was she singing that one to Dave Coulier? Ooh, I think that was a different one. Mm. Uh, the Dave Coulier song was uh, You Ought to Know. Yeah. But I'm just convinced all of her songs were about Uncle Joey. I also have this theory about Alanis Morissette. I've ran this by Haley, actually. Um, Alanis Morissette is either... Um, I don't, I'm sure Alanis Morissette doesn't listen to this, um, so that. I'm not too worried about it, but Alanis Morissette is either the greatest troll of all time or incredibly infuriating to me because none of the things in the song Ironic are ironic. That either makes the song ironic, which makes her the greatest troll of all time, or she just didn't get that they were all just coincidental. You know what's the least shocking thing in the world is that that bugs you. <laughs> I actually, like, enjoy the song itself, but I can't listen to it because it drives me crazy. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't do it. None of it's ironic. It's all just coincidence or bad luck. This is like the 110% thing for you. Yes, it is. Don't even. We're not, we're not doing that. Nope. Um, my song is. <laughs> just write it. Write it. Yep. Let's just skate right past this. Uh, the sun is shining, so I'm starting to get to country music, so I'm, like, transitioning towards it. This is, like, a mix of probably, like, pop and country music. But uh, Till Summer is Over by Casey Hendricks. Um, again, no idea where I found that song, but it's a good one. So this is going to be a little embarrassing, but I do have some, uh, some backstory to it. Uh, it also very much tracks with this podcast. So my kids just had their dance recital. Uh, my two older kids had their dance recital this past Sunday. They crushed it, did awesome. Fun fact, the Kings High School dance team just won the national championship for dance, which is cool. incredible. Yeah, 
So shout out King's High School Dance. They won the national championship. And, and those high school kids uh, taught the youth uh, minis. The youths? Uh, the youths. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of new girl fans. Hey, well done. Well done. Absolutely. Uh, it, actually, it actually started in My Cousin Vinny before New Girl. but I don't care. <laughs> anyway. Uh, one of the songs, one of the songs that they performed to, was Demi Lovato "Confident," Ooh. which very much tracks for this podcast. And now, so because they've been dancing to that for four months until their performance, you have to play it in the car. Oh yeah, every time we get in the car, they're like, "Can you play Confidence?" They call it Confidence. Mm-hmm. The song's Confident. Uh, Semantics. Yes. Uh, not shocking. That bothers me. Call it Confident, not yeah. Confidence. Yeah. Nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's a great song, tracks for the podcast, uh, and is always stuck in my head because they always make me play it. So that's my song. Love it. You sing that as you walk up the stairs to the office when you see all of us sitting at our desks, mm-hmm. all these powerful women. <laughs> yep, you betcha. Wrong with being confident. <laughs> Precisely. Uh, is there a song playing with someone, someone with headphones confirm or there's a song playing? All right, cool. We're good. So this is Jen's song? Yes. This is the one? Okay. Everyone have beer in their glass or a beverage in their glass? Can't cheers to an empty glass. Cheers would be very mad at us. Uh, Thank you all so much. Cheers, everyone. Thank you guys so much. Cheers.